This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, and welcome to the New Books in Middle Eastern Studies, a channel of the New Books Network. My name is Yakir, your host today. Today we'll focus on the novel On the Shores of Wandering, which is a novel of migration and conceals contradictions that summarize a whole world. Along the shores of Tel Aviv, Haifa, Akra, Nahria, all the contradictions are summarized. The Jewish nationalism versus Arab nationalism, the individual principles versus a tradition of society and religion, the hearts and the mind, femininity and masculinity, geography of homeland versus geography of happiness. All these contradictions and many others seek on the shores of the novel to achieve reconciliation, affinity, identification and harmony in a deeper entity of humanity, love and happiness. I will speak today with Dr. Rawia Borbara, who was born in Nazareth. Rawia served as Chief Inspector Director of Arabic at the Ministry of Education in Israel and a lecturer at the Language Department in Oranim College. She is also a writer, and her Arabic novel titled On the Shores of Wandering was translated to Hebrew and published by Pardes in 2020. Dr. Borbara is a editorial member at Maktoub Sirius and the translators Forum at the Van Leer University Institute. She's also a member of the Mahmoud Darwish Association. And now a personal note. This podcast, as some others that I published in the past weeks, focus on Israel and Palestine. My hope is that instead of speaking about the conflict there, we will try more, or at least we will try also to listen to the people who live there, to the Palestinians, to the Israelis, Muslim, Christian, and Jews. But there is one more thing. Many times when people from another parts of the world where the English isn't, where English is not the native language, there is a lot of work and efforts to translate the feeling, to translate the music of the place. And you will see in this podcast that we try to bring the beauty of the Arabic and the Hebrew to the English, 
the love and cry together, the complexity of identities as Muslim Christians and, and, and Jews, together with the nationalism of Palestinians and Israeli. I hope you will enjoy and learn a lot from the gift of meeting with Dr. Rawia Borbara. So welcome, Rawia, to the New Books Network. It's a real pleasure to have you here. Ahlan wa sahlan. Welcome, Yakir. I have a question. My first question for you, um, Rawia, is um, about, can you share a little bit how you became also, because you do also a lot of educational work in Israel, I wonder how you became an author, um, how the, the relationship as, um, as a Palestinian-Israeli woman to books and to literature and one more question, one more question about that. When you wrote the book, it was in Arabic. Um, but yes. Yes, and can you share a little bit about the people you wrote to? So both of them. Mm, okay. Uh, welcome, Yakir. Uh, I want to talk uh, about myself, where I was born. I was born in Nazareth and grew up in the Greek Orthodox uh, quarter nearby Mary's Well and the Church of uh, Annunciation. I spent my childhood among foreign tourists who came from different countries to visit these holy places, where according to Christianity, Saint Gabriel appeared to Our Lady Virgin Mary, who gave birth to our Lord Jesus Christ. It's said that Saint Gabriel talked to Mary through the opening which became a window in the wall of the give in the church now 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 wow. there is a give in the church and there is a window and they said that gabriel talked to mary from this uh, opening in that place there is today a running water spring from which people and tourists drink holy water in the church there is a gave and there is a running water. Beside the church, there is an old building still standing since the Ottoman Empire, which was built by the Russian and called Al-Maskubiyi. Al-Maskubiyi from Moscow. Moscow, Moscow, Moskubiyi. The building served as a school where the pupils then learned through Arabic and Russian. Some of the well-known writers who learned at this school are the Lebanese writer, the poet Mikhail Noaima, and the Lebanese major Palestinian woman, Mayiz Yadi. My elderly family members also learned at this school. I remember that my father's aunt, who learned at al Maskubiyi at the beginning of the 1900, used to sing for us in Russian. My family's house, was located there in the Qashli area. The word Qashli is a Turkish word, which means the military base, where we still find an Israeli, an Israeli police station there uh, today. As you see, I was born in this geographical area, which is full of historical and religious uh, heritage. And I believe that this geography and place had a major impact on the formation of my character and my relationship with places and people. Wow. When, when, I, when, I was, when I was 13 years old, I wrote my first story and I sent it to the newspaper. I didn't uh, uh, told my father that I sent a story. I was afraid uh, of his react. Uh, after a week, uh, I, I saw my story 
uh, at uh, at the newspaper, and uh, my my dad uh, looking, and he he saw my name, Rawia. I was Jarjura. My family, my family before marriage was Jarjura, and he said, "Who's uh, this Rawia Jarjura? Who's this one?" And I said to him, "It's me, Daddy." And he smiled, and his smile uh, gave me the sign to uh, to keep writing. And when he was uh, uh, going to to the market at uh, Nazareth, uh, they asked him, uh, "Do you know Rawia Jarjura?" And he was very proud and said, "Yes, she's my daughter." And he turned to home and said, and said to me, "Right, right. All the people love what you write." <laughs> <laughs> this is so wonderful. This is so wonderful. That, that's that was the beginning. And if you know Emil Habibi, uh, Emil Habibi is a big Palestinian writer that uh, agreed to to take a prize from uh, the state of Israel. And they attacked him, and they said to him, "Why do you agree to take uh, uh, to take uh, a prize from the uh, from the Israeli state? You must not do it." And uh, uh, when I was a child, when I when I was fourteen, fifteen, uh, uh, he invited uh, all all the uh, little writers to Haifa, and uh, yes, and he talked to us and uh, gave every one of us a present from him, a pen. And I took the pen and I said, this pen is from Emil Habibi from the uh, Al-Ittihad newspaper. And uh, this is, was uh, a very, uh, it, it was, it, it is a very uh, nice memory. It's amazing that you meet with Emil Habibi. Yes. Uh, do you, did you had any um, women Arabic writers from Lebanon or from Palestine? that you could say, I want to be like them? <laughs> I, want to li- I want to be like uh, uh, maybe the Algerian writer, Ahlam Mustaghanmi, from, uh, from uh, Algeria, Jazair. Uh, she's a very, uh, a very, very good writer. And I love what uh, she uh, wrote. Uh, I think, I, I'm not a feminist, but I think that uh, the woman can write uh, more better than a man. I'm sure about she- that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure about it, though, yeah. Um, so when you wrote the book, you choose a very interesting choice. You have Ibrahim and Sarah in the book, but the hero of the book is an Israeli Jewish woman. And I wonder why you choose to write the book in Arabic from a Jewish Israeli woman. And also because you wrote it to Arabic. So I guess the readers, most of them would be Arab readers, right? Arab readers. Yes. And, and, and they attacked me because I was, uh, I, I, I wrote it uh, like Sarah. Yes. Uh, they, they said to me, uh, we we want to hear Ibrahim. We didn't hear him. You let us hear the Jewish woman. Why? And they attacked me. And one uh, one professor from the Haifa University uh, asked asked me to throw the, the the novel away from the 
from the market from the yes really? yes ah. really ah. yes okay. yes he, you... wrote, <laughs> he wrote an article and uh, he asked me Rawia, you must through this novel people must not read it and why, uh, why I, I, I wonder he said he said that uh, uh, you was very good with the uh, Jewish woman uh, Sara and we can't hear uh, Ibrahim and Sigalit, uh, 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 my friend uh, from Jerusalem, from Bir Sabah, but we were together in uh, the Ministry of Education in Jerusalem. When she uh, when she read the, the novel, she said, Rawia, I must know what happened with Sarah. I said it, but Sigalit, uh, uh, you you read it? No, 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 Rawia, you must uh, uh, continue. And you must have another part. I want to know uh, what happened with Sarah and Ibrahim. And uh, it's very difficult. Another another friend uh, of mine uh, is a Druzen friend called Wafa. Uh, her son was killed in Gazi in, uh, was, in 2019. He was a Druze Israeli soldier. Yes, yes. yes. Yes, at uh, at my uh, novel, he was uh, called Sadiq. Yes. Sadiq, it's a real story. And uh, when Wafa uh, read the novel, she cried and cried, and uh, she sent me at uh, at four o'clock at morning, uh, uh, Rawia, uh, what have you done with me? And I said, Wafa, what what happened? Why are you calling me at four o'clock at morning? She said, I can't sleep. I'm just crying. I said, why you are crying? She said, because because uh, 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 you you talked about me at your novel. Yes, the novel represents a story that grew out of real events. After I married, I moved to live in Abusnan village in the Galilee, where I uh, knew some Jewish women who are married to Muslim Arabs. We became friends and we frequently met and talked about various subjects. One day, I had the idea that I should write a novel about the subjects that we discuss in our meetings, the mixed relationships between the Jews and Arabs in the country, and focus on mixed marriage. I always wondered if love overcomes politics and history and events or not. All these thoughts crossed my mind during the writing process. In order to convey the real suffering, I had to imagine myself in the shoes of the Jewish woman. First, I can understand her as a woman. And second, as a wife, I can also understand her suffering in the shadow of the patriarchal Arab male society with whom we live. In writing, I wasn't always able to keep up with the woman's Jewish identity and wondered when I wrote certain sentences that uh, contradict the Jewish nature or traditions or politics and asked myself, can a Jewish woman say such sentences? It was, it was difficult. Really, it was difficult. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure it was. It was hard. <laughs> and in addition to that, you are writing about not only from a Jewish Israeli woman, but also yes. you write about falling in love with the most forbidden, the most haram thing, right? 
about love between a Muslim man, a Jewish woman in the middle of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And I wonder about why people choose to touch something that cannot happen. Or maybe we want it to happen. <laughs> Can you speak a little bit about this desire? Yes. Uh, this is the main question of the novel, which Ibrahim asked himself about. He said, he said to Sarah, uh, if you were a Russian, a Turk, an Arab, or a Chinese, I would love you. I didn't care for your nationality. I loved everything in you. In return, Sarah always wondering, well, will I find a Jew like Ibrahim? who will love me such love as yours, love that reveals my femininity. Uh, if you want, I can read from the, from the novel, yes? Sarah says to Ibrahim, how will you meet up my femininity while your, while your main lines is controlled by a society that doesn't uh, acknowledges sex as much it acknowledges nationality and doesn't acknowledge feelings as much as, as the sense that it commits. Should I ask you to leave? I can't stand your de departure one day in my life. Can you stand the departure of the soul? Should I ask you to stay beside me? Rob me with your love? And thus I victimized to the two of uh, to, to the two with love, two, two families, two societies, and two peoples. Then when did you why why did you love me? Why do you outrage my heart and consider it mistaken because it kept up with you and loved you? How can you stop loving you while you are its dream and its hope? Won't I find a Jew like you? But where can I find a man who knows how to smell the female and preserve her details in these touches and lips? This is a, a quotation from the novel, from the dialogue between Sarah and uh, Ibrahim. Love it so much. It's a little bit like when, Juliet and Romeo. When I wrote it, they said, uh, a, 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 a woman Arab, a, a Arab woman writer can't uh, write uh, something like this, uh, even though uh, 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 if she didn't try, try, try it. Right. And uh, and they said uh, maybe Rawia uh, one day uh, have a love with a Muslim man or with a Jew man, and uh, she wrote this story about Sarah. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell the answer. No one should know. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. I, I, can, I can't. I can't tell the truth and I can't tell yes or no. It's a very, very uh, difficult society we live in. Right. So there, might... there, uh, there is a critics uh, that they wrote, Sarah is Rawia. Really? Yes. <laughs> we can see we can see uh, everything of Rawia in uh, in Sara at the novel, Incredible. and they make a compare between me and between Sara. Which brings me to another question, 
which is you work in the Israeli um, education. Yes. You are, you are principal is a minister, exactly. Yes. And do you have sometimes students who read the book in Arabic or in Hebrew or teachers and come to you and says like, Rawia, I read your book. Yes, yes, of course. I'm the chief inspector of teaching Arabic language at the Arab sector at the Ministry of Education, the pedagogical secretary. And uh, there are uh, many teachers and uh, pupils. Uh, there is a school uh, from Haifa. All the pupils uh, uh, read the novel and they invite me to the school. And uh, it was very, very interesting because uh, the, the main question was uh, uh, this, uh, the, uh, can, can, can we uh, marry uh, one from another uh, religious or from another nation? They, they were 16 years old. Debate. debate, debate, right, of course, debate. Ah, debate. ah they, they make a debate and uh, one team was uh, with uh, and one team was uh, against and it was very, very, very wonderful to, to see uh, Arab, uh, Arab people who can, who can uh, tell what they think about, to express their opinion. It's very difficult for Arab uh, people to express their opinion because uh, at homes uh, it's not uh, usual. Because when the man is talking, the woman uh, <laughs> don't talk. And, yeah. and when uh, the, the old is talking, the, the child uh, don't talk. And I, I can hear the uh, Arab pupils uh, talking about their opinion in this. Uh, it was very, very, very good. Was it a group of them? students who are women, like female students. So Rawi, I want to take you to a question around um, women and the conflict, right? Many times there is a joke that if women will lead the conflict, the conflict will end. But um, the woman- no, in it's your, not a joke. No, why, I don't- Why you <laughs> No, people say it's a joke. I think it's a very oh, serious thing. Oh, I think it's a very yes. serious thing. Yes. Yes. And in, the, in your book, you have a lot of love to the female characters, to Sarah and to her friends, and even to the mothers, right? And I wonder if you can say something about the Palestinian female identity. And... What, where is the place of women in the conflict and maybe also of healing the conflict? Okay. I think that uh, the woman's nature is different, not only biologically, but also emotionally uh, due to her uh, being a mother. And we agree that the mother is ready to give consensions in order to protect her children. The woman looks at things in a completely different way, which is far away from the game of the ego, far from positions, status, and gains. I myself always said, give the leadership of the world to the woman, and they will change the face of the history. 
gather women from any nationality, citizenship, race, or religious, and they will find the common things quickly among them as women. Other issues will become uh, obstacles that can be bridged in the course of time. In any conflict, the woman employs her emotions and uh, then her mind. The man employ, employs his selfish mind, selfish mind, tries to look for the best solutions for himself, uh, irrespective of the interest of the other. And this makes all the difference between men and women. Uh, it has been said that throughout history, the palace women had a hand in everything that takes place politically in the state. Uh, I'm a researcher of the uh, classical poetry in Egypt, in Fatimid Egypt, uh, in the 10th century. And uh, uh, I read a lot of uh, the women, the women in, in the palace, what they can do. And, uh, but if we look throughout history, we find that wherever the women ruled, there was peace. For example, look at the uh, Sabah. Sabah, a queen of uh, Sheba, Malikat Himyar, uh, at the time of uh, King Dawood and King uh, Shlomo, Shlomo uh, and look for Andira Gandhi and uh, Angel Merkel, and compare. You can compare between <laughs> women and men. I love yes. it. I love it. And then, if it's not enough, the falling in love between a Jewish Israeli woman and a Palestinian man, you also choose to bring religion. But you choose it in a very complicated way. Because what happened that when Ibrahim, after, you know, he, he suffers so much, he cannot have work in what he studied, he cannot find himself with the family, Yes. And then when he cannot do it anymore and he starts beating Sarah, but he, and we will talk about beating later, but he also chooses to become more religious. And yes. in a way, I felt when I read the, the novel that he chose to be more religious as an excuse for what he's doing and hurting her. Can you speak about this choice of becoming yes. more connected to yes. Islam and this relationship? Yes, yes. He thinks that God will forgive him. He beat Sarah and then he prayed. He thinks that God will forgive him. We have seen recently that there has been a religious Islamic return in the Arab world in general including the Arabs in Israel. The, the purpose of this return has declared political purposes, which is taking over authority and positions of government, leadership and power, Daesh, Hamas, the Muslim Brothers, Hezbollah, Taliban, and all the political religious movements uh, recruit people to support them. And the easiest way to pursue the poor people is to give them money. We see, we see them recruit the needy, the uh, displaced 
and the unemployed, they succeeded. They succeeded in their uh, countries and in our country. We see that this point was the turning point in uh, in the life of Jewish Sarah, especially when she was asked to change her religious and to wear the hijab in the novel. If you if you uh, look around, uh, Egypt wasn't like this. Iraq, uh, Liban, uh, and the Arab in Israel. We, we can see the, that uh, there is a difference between uh, different for the bad, not for the good. Uh, before 20 years, before uh, 30 years, it, it was more better. Now we can see an Islamic return. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, if Yakir, if Rawia don't have money, they go to Yakir and say to him, we can protect you, we can give you a job, we can, we can give you money. And I know in our village, there are uh, some families that took every month, every month they took uh, money from the uh, Islamic, uh, from the Islamic uh, 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 movements, from the Islamic movements and uh, and they uh, they are praying, uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know if they are praying, if they don't, if they drink uh, alcohol, if they don't. But they uh, they they took money from the Islamic movements. And you see, so you make you make a distinction between people who have faith from the heart, and people who have faith as a solution to run to. Yes. And yes. And there is one they, more. They search, they search people who want a solution and they go for, her, for them and they give them the solutions, jobs, money, what, whatever they need just to, uh, to be with the, their movements. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, very difficult. Uh, we can see the results at, uh, at our villages in, in Israel. How can they uh, thought their thinking, their hitnagut, their behaviors, their behaviors with with others? Everything is changed. And there is one more subject that you touch in the book. I mean, your book is uh, it's incredible how many sensitive subjects, right? You touch there, which is. The fact that Ibrahim beat, like really hurt physically Sarah. Now, um, we all know that it's a problem that now, I, from what I'm learning, the Palestinian Arab society want to fight against. That there is too many women who are killed by, yes. by yes. family members, right? Yes. And the question of violence <laughs> towards Palestinian women is, is becoming a big, a, a huge problem. Um, can you share a little bit about that? And also what the Palestinian community want to do around that? Now our community is suffering. The Arabs in Israel are suffering. Uh, today when I was coming to the job, I opened the radio 
and every channel, every Arab channel that I opened, I uh, they talked about the violence, violence in the Arab society in Israel. Uh, not just for women, uh, it's uh, it's uh, for men also, uh, and uh, it's very very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Uh, it's uh, it's painful. Uh, we we can't we can't uh, accept it. We can't accept this one. Uh, my my uh, my son is uh, thir uh, thirty years old. He's a man, and the other is twenty seven years old. And when they uh, go far from the village, I'm I'm very uh, uh, scared. I'm calling and calling, and they said, uh, uh, "What's happened? I, I'm thirty years old. What do you want?" <laughs> and I said to him, "But you live in Israel." You live here. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Dangerous from from Arabs to Arabs, not from Jews to Arabs. I don't uh, talk about what happened between before uh, some months uh, between Arabs and Jews in in Acre and in uh, other in Haifa and in Jerusalem. I'm talking. I'm talking about what happening in our society in the Arab society in Israel. And and. Uh, I think to write uh, another novel, but I'm uh, afraid. Really, I'm afraid because uh, if I will uh, tell everyone the the truth that we know, we know and we don't talk. Silence. We we know who uh, who is the killer. We know who do these things, but we can't talk. Uh, the woman from Kalansawa, uh, I think, uh, she uh, she saw. Who who killed the, the neighbor? And she said, "I will tell the police." They killed her. They killed her just because she she said, "I will tell the police who uh, who do it." And I'm afraid if I uh, uh, write a novel about violence in the Arab society, and I will uh, they all will uh, read the, the real truth, they will kill me. It's, it's a real fear. Always, yes. it's a real fear. Yes, yes, yes. Like, like you, you know, uh, sometimes a man, a writer, a writer who's a man, uh, can't write uh, anything he wants because there is uh, her, uh, his wife, his society, his father. Uh, uh, I want to give you an example. Yes. Uh, I have a friend. A writer, a writer man called Suhail Kiwan from Majdli Krum. Suhail uh, writes a story, a short story, and he says, uh, when I start to, to write uh, the short story, my father read it at the newspaper and he said, Suhail, Suhail, come here, come here. What you are doing? You are uh, uh, writing stories? Go uh, do something uh, that you can eat from it. This uh, from this you can't eat in Israel, and he said, "Oh, I have the, my first uh, a critic." And <laughs> when he, when yes, when he started to to write another story, he said, "No, no, 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 my father will read it." We we uh, and he uh, started to uh, cancel to cancel uh, sentences. Uh, he said, "Thanks God that my mother uh, can't read." And she's always in the kitchen, <laughs> so I can uh, have more sentences.
when he was married and uh, his his wife said to him Suhail who's this woman in this story he said he said to her uh, uh, a woman who is this woman say to say to me and he said hey, here is the other critics <laughs> and he and he started to to write a, a new story and he calcined one, one uh, sentence for his father, another sentence for his uh, wife. And when his daughter was about uh, 15 years old, uh, she was very proud of her father. And uh, she, she said, Dad, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm and my friends uh, sit at the school and read your stories. Oh, oh, he said, this is the third one. And he, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and he started to uh, to write the story and cancel one sentence for his father. This uh, sentence he canceled for his wife, the other for his uh, daughter. And he said, I'm now writing under متاحت لسفها مايم under متاحت لكفها مايم Yes, like under the, the line of the water that it's like beyond, yes, it's like yes. beyond the yes. thing. Yes, yes. Uh, beyond the, the things. And uh, I said to him, Suhail, if uh, an Arabic writer canceled canceled sentences, uh, for one sentence for his father and other for his wife, can you imagine what a, a woman writer, wow. Arab, Arab woman writer, how many sentences uh, she canceled? Yes. Wow. Yes. It's such a strong sentence. It's such a strong yes. statement. Yes, yes. I want I want to to live with some optimistic flavor because you know one of the gifts that you bring is also your humor and your belief in life. You're doing you yes. work in education. You also I want to mention that you're doing Maktub, which is a project to bring um, Arab writers in Arabic and to translate them. To Hebrew, to Hebrew. So, to, so Israelis and Hebrew reading um, um, readers can learn and experience, right, the words yes. of um, yes. Arab writers. We know that a few months ago there was a whole crisis, not only between the Israel and uh, in, in Gaza, but also inside Israel between yes. between the Jewish community and the Palestinian Arab. Muslim and Christian communities. And I wonder, we all speak about the crisis. Do you have moments of optimism? Moments of like, yes, but there are also good things that happen. Are yes, there... of course. yes, of course. There are many, many good things that happens. Uh, I, uh, I look at, uh, for what happened, uh, like, uh, it's not all the Arabs and not all the Jews. Uh, 10%, 20% of them, and that's it. Uh, we were in uh, Tel El before one week, and we were at the Sneer River at the north of, the, of Israel. And uh, we were in the river, all Arabs and Jews, and the one helped the other at his boat and uh, I said to my husband wow 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 can you see can you see it's just a, a politic game 
here, here, uh, do, do you know who, uh, who helped, helped us now? He's a Jews. And uh, look, uh, my son uh, uh, helping another. Uh, uh, let us, without politics, without politi polit politics, yes, we are uh, human. We are very fine. So you see, you see hope for the future and for your life and for, and my last question, since we come to, to your children, what is their identity? Can you be also Palestinian, also Israeli, also Christian? Wow, And now, now I, I speak, you know, I, my mama. I wrote, I wrote a story. I wrote a story about it. Oh, really? We were in uh, we were in uh, Marmaris or in uh, uh, Antalya. I don't remember. We were in Marmaris, and every every night at the hotel, uh, yes, uh, every night at the hotel, uh, they they uh, all all the visitors, all the tourists uh, uh, were together, and one night uh, uh, he, uh, the one who uh, present present all the celebrate said yalla uh, good evening america all the americans oh good evening italia all the oh and uh, good evening russia uh, all the russians oh and he said why who i forgot uh, one little uh, girl he said uh, israel and the people uh, started to say Ooh. And uh, my son was beside me. He said, Mom, I said to him, what do you want? Uh, uh, he said, uh, he forget us. Uh, I, I said to him, what do you want uh, to say to him? Israeli, Palestinian, Arabs in Israel. What do you want to say? He, he said, I don't know who I am. And it was very, very difficult for me that the identity of my children, they don't know what they are really. They live in Israel, they are Palestinian, they are, the Arab board calls us the 48 Arabs, and they called us the Arab, the Arabs of Israel, and, or Israeli Arabs. It's very difficult for us. My, my, my oldest, oldest son learned at Jordan. He's a veterinar. And he was there, and at the Ma'unot uh, Studentin. The dormitory. Yes, uh, there is a, a, a block for, for the Arabs from Israel. Yes, they can't uh, go with other pupils from Iraq, from uh, Jordan, from Syria. And uh, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. In Sharm el-Sheikh, there was a party for one uh, famous singer from Egypt. And all the Arabs from Israel go to Sharm el-Sheikh. They want uh, uh, to see him, and they want to take photos with him. Uh, and uh, when they try to take a photo, he said to, uh, he said to him, to, to them, to the people, no, 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 sorry, I'm very sorry. I can't take a picture with a... Uh, Bogdim with the with traitors. <laughs> you are the Arabs of Israel, you are traitors. And uh, like someone uh, 
uh, give you a knife in your uh, in your body. Yes. 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 Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm a writer, and uh, I wrote uh, uh, my novel uh, on the shores of migration. Is the, my uh, uh, eight or nine? I have ten books. I have ten books. And uh, when you when you read my novel, you said it's very it's very good the novel. I touch very uh, important things in our life, and uh, the the Arab the Arab world uh, don't read us. When I print my books, I print just for the Arabs in Israel. I print just one thousand books. That's it. Because, because I know that in Jordan and in Iraq and in Lebanon, in Syria, they don't, don't want to read for us. But now they can, they, uh, uh, it's a little bit change because they, they can uh, contact us on Facebook and they can uh, read uh, what we uh, really uh, wrote. But it's very difficult. And I said to my friend, do you know there is a, uh, and 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 sentence uh, uh, there is a sentence in Arabic you can you can now translate it yes it's like someone uh, who is dancing on a ladder where no one can really see her no one can really hear her and she's like the between right yes yes and and I feel the same thing. Uh, neither the Arabs, neither the Jews read us. But when I joined to Maktoub, and we are a forum of translators, Arabs and Jews, we are now uh, 99 translator, translators in, uh, in Van Leer Institute. We work together. And uh, I was the editor of uh, the Belashon uh, Kruta. Mm -hmm. created, uh, amputated tank, the amputated yeah. tank of the Palestinian. This amputated tank of the Palestinian uh, writers, uh, uh, we give him a chance in, in this book to talk. And we, we translate him from Arabic to Hebrew uh, because we want the, uh, the Jews uh, reader uh, to read to read and and to know the real the real human the real arabs not from the newspaper from the from the literature from his literature salman matur is a big uh, palestinian writer said if you want to know uh, one people uh, open the black books open their books open their read their literature you will know them so, Howie, I think that there is no better way to end it by saying that we do this podcast so also listeners can listen to your voice in English and can feel you. And inshallah, with a lot of blessing, that all your books will be in Hebrew and in English so we can wow. read your voice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Akir. Thank uh, you. It's my pleasure. And it's very important for me that uh, other people on the world uh, will listen to us. Amen. Amen.